Good evening once again and welcome to the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. It's nice to be back at the start of what's going to be a busy but enjoyable February for the Harry family. Next weekend I'll be with the lovely folk at Penzance Corps, right down near the foot of Cornwall, where I'll be leading their holiness meeting, as well as doing my one-man variety show for them on Sunday afternoon. After that, the family will be enjoying a few days' break near to Sarah's family home in Exeter, and we're looking forward to that very much too. But right now, let's enjoy a great time of fellowship, worship and challenge together. And the band are going to start our meeting this evening with one of those great marches that have us tapping our toes and singing along. So this is the Boscombe Band with Rose Hill. <laughs>
Well, I could almost hear you singing along with that last chorus. In the last songbook, it was chorus number 236, but unfortunately, it's not in the new one. So, if you're going to sing along, you'll have to rely on your memory. But we'll at least get the singing company to lead us. Let's have that last bit once again, please, Bandmaster. In the army ranks are we. Hallelujah. for a song. And what better way to start than with song number 966. The last time I used this song in a meeting was back in 2020. I do try not to repeat things too often, but it is inevitable sometimes. Well, the last time I used it, as I said, it became a great favourite in our house, particularly with the children, who even made up their own set of actions for the chorus. And even all this time later, it's still one of those little army choruses that we hear them singing from time to time, in amongst twinkling stars, wheels on buses and tiny turtles. Make the world with music ring, while with heart and voice we sing praises to our God and King. Hallelujah. We'll sing this great song of John Lawley's then, before we spend some time together in prayer. Thank you. 
This evening, we're going to be looking at our hopes, dreams and aspirations. And in particular, that desire, I think, that we learn as Christians as we make our way through life to be more like Jesus in everything we do. Wow, that's quite a lofty aim, isn't it? And I don't think it's one that we're ever going to be able to fully achieve until we join him in our heavenly home. But as I've got older, I've realised that to be the best Christian I can be, the best witness I can be, the best use to anyone else here on this planet right now, then I need to be at least something like Jesus. To just get a little bit further along that aim every day. Or we're indebted, as we so often are in the Salvation Army, to Generals John Gowans and John Larson, who've given us so many wonderful songs. And right now, let's use song number 328. And for some reason, we still only have the chorus of this beautiful song in our songbooks, although the full version is published for songsters, as well as in the musical spirit, of course. And this is the recording that was made for the original Spirit LP, To Be Like Jesus. Ambitions clamour to control my mind and pleasing prospects I see But first and foremost in my heart I find a nobler purpose for me To be like Jesus this hope possesses me In every thought and deed This is my aim, my creed To be like Jesus This hope possesses me His Spirit helping me In every field of life I have high hopes And for achievement aspire But this ambition holds the highest place And burns within me like fire to be like Jesus this hope possesses me in every thought 
Spirit only uses two of the verses there, but there's a beautiful third verse in the songster arrangement that we rarely hear at all, and yet it's perfectly appropriate for our meeting this evening. Yet another example of John Gowan's wonderful usage of words. Whatever I may lose, I aim to win some faint resemblance of Christ. For this alone I'll work, for this I'll pray, all other aims sacrifice. O oh Lord, let that be the prayer of our hearts this evening. Not to suddenly become the finished article, for that's too hard. You don't expect that of us. But as in John Gowans's words, let us at least bear some faint resemblance of Christ. For if we do, then we can set this world on fire, Lord. We can be Jesus to the people who we meet. People in need, in need of salvation, in need of practical help in their lives, in need of comfort, in need of hope. But to do this, Lord, we realise that you need more than just an intent on our part. Words alone aren't enough. You need us to be what you can make of us when we commit ourselves to you. So let us say to you tonight, all my days and all my hours, all my will and all my powers, all the passion of my soul, not a fragment, but the whole shall be thine, dear Lord. And we ask you, Lord, let us be more like you every day we live, until we really do start to bear that faint resemblance to Christ. Bless our world, Lord, bless our army, and bless each and every one of us tonight as we listen and share this time of worship together. Challenge us and lead us as we try to fulfil your plans for our lives. Amen. Being the best we can be is hard. I know that. And more importantly, God knows that too. Now, I'm reliably informed by those who knew me back then 
that I wasn't always the sweet, smiling little angel I was back in my days in the singing company. Yes, I've even been told on many occasions, you officers' kids are the worst. Who? Me? Oh, well, OK, maybe there is something in that. Playing with the words was one of the things I used to do. I used to find it irresistible not to change the words in a song, just to make it a little bit more funny, or even rude at times. Now, I'm sure many of you did the same. And I do still find myself tempted right now to sing I'll labour night and day to be a pilchard, instead of pilgrim. Well, back in those singing company days, please forgive me, I was only seven or eight at the time, me and Glenn and Stephen, Linda's three musketeers in Heckman Dwight's singing company, we used to change the words of this next song. Although I'm not going to tell you exactly how I did that right now. Maybe if you ask me privately sometime. <laughs> this is the Portsmouth Singing Company with Hand Me Down My Silver Trumpet. Bible reading tonight is one of my favourite psalms, Psalm 51. This is David speaking to the Lord he loved so much, yet a Lord he had failed so badly. This psalm was written as David tried to put things right with God after he'd murdered Bathsheba's husband, just so that he'd feel a little bit less guilty about lusting after her talk about a fall from grace, and this from one of the greatest of our biblical heroes. What a great reminder that is that none of us are flawless, nor will we ever be in this world. Psalm 51 
Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Saviour, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. Well, what song can we sing after that psalm than song number 736? Whiter than the snow. Wash me in the blood of the Lamb, and I shall be whiter than snow. Oh, and in reference to my story about changing the words before our singing company item earlier, perhaps I'd better ask that we refrain from referencing the whitewash on the wall as we share this great song together with the International Staff Songsters. Whiter than the snow. Whiter than the snow. Oh, see. 
Thanks to the songsters for leading us through that lovely song. And now we're going to listen to the message from the songsters. And in keeping with the theme of the meeting, they're going to sing us a beautiful, more modern song of worship, composed by Len Ballantyne, and very much a song connected to our hopes, dreams and aspirations. Moment by moment.
moment by moment, make me more like you. What a great prayer for us all to make. I do hope that that is the hope, dream and aspiration of your heart this evening, friends. Have you ever watched the television programme, Who Do You Think You Are? Well, it's a BBC programme in which guests examine their family trees to see if they can find anyone famous, or at least notable. It's quite ironic, I find, at times when these guests, always famous themselves, which is why they were invited on the show in the first place, get very excited when they discover that their great-great-grandma had been a magician's assistant in the old-time music halls. How they are dismayed to discover that their five times great-grandad had gone to jail, and in one case, at least that I can remember, utterly devastated to discover that his ancestor used to own slaves. All my life, I must admit, I've been quite fascinated with my own family tree, and it can be fun to look back and find things out. But, in more recent years, I've learned that it's so much better to look forward, to do all that I can to ensure that the world might be a better place for having me in it by the time I have to leave for the glory land. That's why my heart leaps when Emily, now five, sings Hallelujah, give the glory all to God. It feels like Sarah and I are doing something right as parents. I wonder as well, who do you... Or when you were younger, who did you want to be? If you were a boy, did you wish you could play football like George Best or David Beckham? Or did you want to sing like Elvis or Cliff Richard or Elton John? What about the girls? Did you wish that you could dance like a ballerina, act like Julia Roberts, or even be one of the Spice Girls? Maybe, girls, you also wanted to play football like David Beckham. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Well, for me, I wanted to play cricket for Glamorgan and write and sing songs like Harry Nilsson. Well, I've had a lifelong love of cricket, particularly Glamorgan, and I've written over 300 songs many of them sharing a few chord sequences and stylistic snippets that might have been borrowed from Mr Nilsson. But that's just about as far as I've got. I did meet and become good friends with Harry's son, Zack, and I even played Harry's own piano when I visited Zack in his home. And, of course, there was the day when Glamorgan's second eleven coach was so desperate for players in Portsmouth after a series of injuries that he said to me, what are you doing tomorrow? He might have been joking when he said that, but I'll never be persuaded that it was anything but a genuine question. Hopes, dreams and aspirations. All that time I was talking about when I was younger, I was a keen wipey bandsman and singing company member. And then later, a bandsman and songster. But when did I ever aspire to be more like Jesus?
You know, I think most of the time when we're young, that question doesn't really cross our mind very often. Maybe it did for you, I don't know. I know my own mum told me that she knew she wanted to be an army officer as soon as she gave her heart to him as a little girl, leading to a lifetime of service for the Lord. But I think I belong to a generation, like many other generations, in which I was born into a Salvationist family and encouraged to attend and be part of everything that happened from my very youngest days. I learned to love God, of course I did, and I've always had a very real sense of his being with me at the army, at home, school and play ever since. I gave my heart to Jesus on a decision Sunday at Nottingley Corps back in 1969 and I was made a junior soldier soon afterwards. And so I set off on the course that I've travelled all my life. There have been times when I could have left, but praise God, I never did. I watched friends that I'd grown up with played and sung music with and been to summer music schools with, leave the army, one after the other, so many of them. But again, praise God, not all of them. And all the time that I was in those army meetings, I was sometimes being very moved by what I was hearing and gradually making the decision to just try that bit harder, to be a better person to gain that faint resemblance, if you like. I can remember specific occasions when I was shaken awake by a wonderful sermon, in one case from Colonel Will Howard, for so long a member of the International Staff Band, of course, when he led a weekend's ministry at Bedlington, and I knelt in rededication as a teenager then. I also remember being similarly moved while a student and serving at Colchester Corps, when Bram Tilsley, later to be general, of course, came to lead a Sunday. And ever since then, there has been some growth. Most often, though, it's been very limited growth. You know, I'm sure if I'd have been a plant, that I'd have been ripped out of the earth and thrown away for my failure to thrive so many times over so many years. But God doesn't do that, and at least I was still on the road, if you like. I needn't have been, though. You see, the army that I belonged to back then was rather different from the Salvation Army we've become now. I don't believe in luck, but I have had to ask myself many times over the years, why was I a lucky one? You see, in these days of open sections, open doors, open minds and caring, supportive attitudes towards the young people that we have left in the army, back then, if you were caught doing something you shouldn't, you were often treated like that plant to which I likened myself, rooted out, thrown away and forgotten. That was the fate that befell many of my schoolboy friends, many of my music school buddies, and so much more, all over this country and all over the world. And what a sad, sad tale 
that is. I'm reminded as I write now of a friend who appeared in band practice one night wearing a T-shirt that related to an alcoholic drink. Challenged about what it represented, he explained to the band sergeant that, well, yes, he did enjoy the odd glass or two of that particular beverage. And that young man, whose parents had never been army, who'd come up through the primary and junior sections all the way to the senior corps and had even been appointed as assistant YP band leader, he was asked to leave the band. We never saw him again for nearly 20 years. And then there was a band reunion. And when asked back, he attended. And after that, he began to play regularly with the local fellowship band. Did no one ever ask? Maybe he'd never in his 19 or 20 years of army life quite got it. He'd never quite yet reached that stage of saying to God, take all that I am. Once outside of our doors, he was never going to find that path, was he? So whose fault is it that he still stands today on the outside of salvation? outside of that relationship with Jesus that Jesus longs to have with him. What if he had remained a largely uncommitted bandsman for another five or ten years, twenty years even, and then in one salvation meeting God had finally got through? Alas, we'll never know. And that makes me so, so sad. And me? Well, admittedly, I never turned up to band practice in a beer-praising T-shirt. But that doesn't mean I was squeaky clean either. Why wasn't it me that was caught out rather than some of my friends? Is that why I'm still army today? God was giving me his time in which to submit to him, you see. With no cut-off point in my case and I'm pretty sure that's just what I needed. The day came when, just as Nathan the prophet challenged David about his terrible indiscretions, and David, aware of his failings and how very, very much he'd let God down, was inspired to write that wonderful psalm, pleading with God to forgive him, to wash him whiter than snow, that day did come to me. And praise God, I'm still following and serving him today. Do you know, there's a wonderful prophetic aspect to that psalm as well that I noticed the other day. Did you ever spot it? At that time in the Old Testament, the only way that a man's sins could be forgiven, according to Jewish law, was by making sacrifices and burnt offerings. But David seemed to be aware that that was not enough in his case. Because in verse 16 we read, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. What David was doing here, quite wonderfully, was preempting the new covenant that we find in the New Testament, where we're forgiven through the sacrifice of Jesus. His sacrifice paving the way for our sins to be forgiven through that broken spirit and contrite heart, just as David continued in verse 17. How amazing is that? 
See what I mean about that prophetic aspect? When David asks, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow, is he actually saying that he wanted to be washed in the blood of Jesus himself? Friends, we've all made mistakes. Like David, we have all sinned. Happily, we know the way to put things right. And song number 672 reads, Saviour, if my feet have faltered on the pathway of the cross, if my purposes have altered or my gold be mixed with dross, oh, forbid me not thy service, keep me yet in thy employ. Pass me through a sterner cleansing, if I may but give thee joy. Let's sing Albert Osborne's gem of a song together right now as we ask God to restore us, build us up and fit us for his purpose. For that's the least that we owe him after all that he has done for us. Let's sing now with Eric Tebbit the General's great song of rededication, All My Work is for the Master. Savior, if my feet have faltered on the pathway of the cross, if my purposes have altered, or my gold be mixed with dross, oh, forbid me not thy service, keep me yet in thy employ, pass me through a sterner cleansing, if I may but give thee My work is for the master, he is all my heart's desire, oh, that he may count me faithful in the day that tries by fire. Have I worked for hiling wages, or as one? With vows to keep, with a heart whose love engages life or death to save the sheep. All is known to thee, my master, all is known, and that is why I can work and wait the verdict of thy but searching I, all my work is for the master, he is all my heart's desire, oh, that he may count me faithful in the day that tries my
What are your hopes and dreams and aspirations for the future? Who do you want to be like today? Pray with me. Lord, as we offer ourselves to you once again this evening, we pray that we might become that faint resemblance of Christ that we so want to be. Help us to be like Jesus, so that when we give you our lives as an offering, you can take it, bless it, use it and multiply it, so that your kingdom can be extended wider and wider, so that the good message of the gospel of salvation will spread throughout this world, and particularly around the people who we meet from day to day. So be with us all, bless us, and keep us in your love, now and always. Amen.